Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey everybody, it's Lloyd Spence and the Super Bowl is right around the corner. If you are looking to place a bet on any of the sports going on, betonline.ag is the best and only place to lock it in. Listen, I've had a chance to look at the Masters line. I can't believe where they have Tiger Woods placed at. You got to come check it out. From the game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any place online. And there's always the online casino as well because it never closes. So head to BetOnline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's BetOnline.ag. Sign up today. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Tell them the noisemaker sent you. You are now listening to Believe in the ACC with my husband, Mr. Talkin' Noise, Lloyd Spence, and our brother, Heisman Trophy and Florida State legend, Charlie Ward. And now, Lloyd and Charlie. Go get them, fellas. Man, it's good to be here with my brothers. Charlie Ward, Kendrick Haskins, we are back for another Believe in the ACC, a rare early Tuesday morning appearance from the brothers this morning. But we're here. Charlie is in one of the flyest logos I've ever seen in my life. He's looking good in his black. Yes, today is senior day uh, for my Oh, okay. Senior day. Okay, what happens on senior day? Uh, we honor the seniors. <laughs> <laughs> Normally, it's the last home game. Normally, it's the last home game. However, with COVID, we just we're playing this game, and it's early. We plan for it, and so we just want to make sure we got on the books because we're not sure what's going to happen moving forward. Uh, so we've been praying that this game will happen. And it's happening today, Lord's willing. Um, and so we'll get an opportunity on our seniors. So will will that include uh, the parents coming and all of that, all of the pomp and circumstance of a normal senior day? Uh, yes, actually, you know, actually, um, the senior parents kind of planned the, the after party at a reception. And they've, um, I mean, they've gone all in on this deal. You know, they want to make it special. And that's kind of the way it should be. You know, yeah. if, if it's going to be special, the parents should be involved in doing it because they know what they want and they've gotten together and did it. And so we supported them in, you know, some things. And uh, I'm just happy for our, we have four seniors. Um, mm-hmm. Two of them right now have already signed to go to college. Uh, hopefully a third uh, will sign. Um, to go to college um, next year. And so uh, this is the first year we've had, you know, great senior leadership, meaning, you know, we're our best players, guys who are on the floor consistently, and we rely on our seniors. And so it's kind of par for the course where we are as a team. We're eight and one, I think now, um, and we have a very good team. I, I like that that everybody is trying to create some measure of normalcies and good memories for this group because 
you know, in all that all of these kids have had to go through these last year, two years, you know, I told my wife the other day, I said, I think if we're going to have to uh, get President Biden to put in a national um, counseling tax uh, in, in, the, in, the, in the new uh, tax information because these kids are going to need counseling. I mean, they, they're going through PTSD as we speak, you know what I mean? They haven't been in the house 40 days and a lot of them hadn't, you know, hadn't been around each other at all. So just the fact that, that you guys are trying to give them some good memories in that senior year, I think that's very cool. Yes, we're, we're looking forward to it. Hopefully we can win tonight. Plus the coach comes back out. Coach, it didn't take long for the coach to come back out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, I just want this victory. I like it, though, child. I'm here for it. That other voice you hear laughing with us is Kendrick Haskins, uh, my guy uh, forever. I mean, we've been around each other forever, it feels like. You know, yeah. uh, it feels like we had not seen each other in like maybe 12 hours. So, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's been so long since we spoke last It's been night. so long since we spoke, <laughs> a whole 14 hours. So uh, it's good to see you again, man. I couldn't think of a better person to have for today's show. Uh, because today we're talking about the best in all the land, and I, you know, I got I, one. I got one question before you start. You got a question? Okay. Yes. Uh, this question is for Kendrick. Mm. Oh, so you don't have a question for me at all. Uh, <laughs> he talks to you every week, right? All right, Kendrick. Yeah. Could you please tell me? What happened last night in Louisville? I had a game last night. Uh-huh. Um, so I missed the game. So on my way home, I got like the remnant. So I got the end, like the last 45 or so seconds. Uh-huh. They had everybody in the game. Charlie, this uh-huh. level of abuse is is not necessary. I'm just asking you to see it. And we I'm have a Charlie. We have a bond, Charlie, and a friendship <laughs> that is, is you're, you're, you're teetering on the line right now, okay? And it's his alma mater, you know? Like, I, I, hear. I, I, I need some insight on what, what you happened. You ESPN. Huh? <laughs> ESPN ain't showing no highlights of that game. <laughs> no, they didn't have any highlights of the Florida State-Louisville game. Fine, uh, Kendrick. Tell him what happened. Well, well. Honestly, I wasn't watching the first part of the game because I was watching the end of the Grizzly Suns game. Yeah. I turn over, I turn over, and it's 41 to 16 Florida State. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 41 to 16? Yeah, it yeah. got ugly. It got ugly real fast. But oh, but, wow. but, yeah. but Louisville fought back. They cut the they cut it all the way down to seven points with had the ball and had a couple of bad turnovers, and he kind of got got away from them. Florida State style, Leonard Hamilton style, is just does not it's not conducive with what Louisville does. I mean, they're big, they're athletic. I mean, they gave them problems last year. I mean, Florida State may have won the national championship last year if it wasn't for COVID. Right. And so their their style of play just doesn't U of L just can't figure it out. And that's basically that's what it came down to. And Florida was, State hit some shots. Yeah. It was never <laughs> close, Charlie. It was never close. Like Louisville, Louisville, it, I agree with kids. I don't think well, it brings us to that first to our first statement that we were about to make here. The two the two best teams, men and women, in the ACC. I think the best men's team, even though Virginia 
technically is sitting at the top of the division or the, the of the conference. I think the best team is Florida State. I think it's not even close. I don't Florida know how State they weren't ranked four. coming into last night. I don't either. When you when you watch them play, I don't know what what the national media is missing from Florida State because they look on par with every other team that I've seen with Baylor, with Michigan, with uh, I mean, they don't look any. They look as capable to win a national championship as any other team I've seen in the top twenty-five. They've got athletic big that uh, uh, that, a, that European seven footer last night. He had a play, Charlie, where he he stole a uh, pass on the perimeter, took it the length of the floor, missed the layup, got the rebound, and slant and dunked it back two handed. All in one number five, huh? You talking number five? Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. He's uh he's come on. Last year he was a freshman, and so you can see. Uh, you can see the potential, but it, he was just weak. I mean, you know, he, he didn't have the strength that he has this year. He's bucked up, of course, had another year in, 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 in the system. Um, and he is athletic. I didn't know he could run and as agile, um, but that's what Coach Hamilton wants. Um, he wants guys that can switch out on guards, and he doesn't mind switching out on them because he feels like they can move their feet, use their length, and um, guard, you know, smaller guys. And so he's going to be the difference maker, I do believe, for that team um, if they're going to, you know, move forward. Um, of course, he plays a lot of guys, um, and he has different lineups uh, to be able to, you know, play the style that he wants. Uh, but, yes, uh, he showed that the other night. Um, I was watching uh, against, against North Carolina. And the way he ran the floor, you know, and finished a couple times at the end of the game was impressive. I mean, he kind of took over uh, a, a like a three-minute segment in the in the uh, second half of the North Carolina game, where he defended, he rebounded, he ran the floor, got a dunk, then got another uh, in one or something. And so, you know, he definitely is a difference maker for. Uh, Florida State and could definitely help him, you know, down the down the line. I'm gonna and I know he's a competitor because last night his game changed. He got dunked on like midway through the second half, and he stepped his game up after that point, which lets me know that uh, he's a competitor. He's you know, <laughs> it, it kind of like woke him up because he had that play I was talking about after he had gotten dunked on like a couple of minutes before that. I'm gonna pre- uh, uh, attempt to pronounce his name. It's not an easy name. I think it's Copra, Copra Vika or Copri Vika or something like that. Yeah, yeah. sounds about right. Yeah, Valsa Copri. Yeah. But he, <laughs> but but yeah, his biggest problem is that he's two hundred and forty pounds, and he's seven one. <laughs> Which is not a good combination. He's strong. Uh, the one thing that um, you know, that that goes missing sometimes, especially as basketball players, it's not so much the weight; it's about the strength. It's the strength, right? And and you've seen it in in a guy like uh, Kevin Durant, mm-hmm. where he came into the league, you know, very scrawny, uh, wasn't very strong, uh, but over the course of his years, he's matured. But he's got in the weight room. You can tell he's been, you know, fit. But he's wiry, strong. So now he can right. get whatever he wants to on the floor. Uh, without people pushing him off because he's wiry strong. He's still thin, 
but he's, you know, has some bulk to him now. And so yeah. I think that's the same thing, you know, with uh, – I'm going to call him number five. Because <laughs> uh, I can get, get a nickname from him. From BK. Some guys. BK. We'll go with BK. BK. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but I think that's, you know, that's one thing I've been, you know, talking to my kids about is, you know, I have a kid now six six eight, and he's a sophomore, but he's just, you know, he's still – coming into his, his body. And yeah. so the weight room is going to be very helpful for him uh, just for coordination purposes as well. Uh, strength and people not pushing you off your, your spot. And if you're going for a layup, you know, you can finish through contact. And it's so much, you know, just a big deal when you can be wiry strong, not so much the weight part, but just being strong in general. But, you know, I think Florida State, they go – Honestly, as Raekwon Gregor goes, as I mean, he is the engine of that team, and 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 I man, Louisville flat out couldn't guard him last night. They could not guard him last. Louisville could not guard him. I don't understand why he's not in conversations. Listen, Florida State can ball, man. They can (laughs) ball. They they are good. If you think you're going to be you're going to play Florida State and they're going to be some easy out, you are sadly mistaken. They are going to bring it, and you are probably going to end up on the backside of a loss because they really have all of the pieces that you're looking for, and they seem to be coming together at the right time. So I think I, as much as people want to celebrate Virginia, and you know you've heard people talk about Louisville and some other teams, man, Florida State to me is the best team in the ACC. They are the best, and I'm not Possibly sure two years running. Huh? Possibly two years running. Yeah. I mean, they legitimately could have won it last year. Oh, yeah. They were set up to go. They were ready to go, make a run. Now, the, one thing, the one thing about Florida State, um, I know that and the same thing with Virginia um, and the top-tier teams, well, wherever you are, uh, wherever, wherever they are, Gonzaga, Baylor, the one consistent thing that all those teams have is they have a, a great system defensively. Yes. Those guys know how to play within that system. And so if you have that, you have a chance to win, you know, win games. And, I, and regardless if you're at home or away, um, I think defense travels. You also need guys that can break team, break a team down. And Raekwon Gray, Gray has uh, come into his own. Um, the coaches have been talking about him for quite some time. I've seen the potential coming out of high school. You know, he was a top-tier uh, talent, but he was just overweight. I mean, right. that's, you know, that's just been his biggest issue is he has that body where he needs to get it into shape, better, better shape, I should say. Um, this year, you can see he's slimmed down a little bit. Uh, he's gotten – Fit as well, um, and now his game is starting to uh, be elevated because Scotty Barnes has been out. Uh, when they came back, he just plays with great energy. I watched him the other night against North Carolina. He just plays with great energy, and the crazy part about it is he's making these floaters, uh, which makes it tough um, to block block his shot. And then he has a big body to be able to get it off. And so he's making shots. He's making. Free throws. I don't know if they missed a free throw last night, but I think they missed one in the past two games, uh, which bodes well for any any team. Uh, if you can make all your free throws, 
uh, those extra points that uh, a lot of times go missing. Um, but they're playing at a high level. Virginia's playing at a high level right now um, as well. And so it'll be interesting to see, you know, Virginia Tech's kind of in the mix there, I think, second in, in the standings. Mm -hmm. uh, but I just think when it's all said and done, the team that can score, because we know they're going to bring defense each and every night. That's going to happen. Right. Right. who You know, these top tier teams. The team that can score the most, uh, well, we, that's obvious, but I'm saying, you know, against good, good pressure, defense yeah. pressure. Yeah, because they score, and they, they scored what, 80 something points last night against Louisville. And Louisville's a good defensive team. They have been yeah. all year. And, I mean, they just had no answers. And like you was talking about with the free throws, think they, they, they showed a stat. I think they're shooting over like over 90% from the line the last few games. I mean, you talk about, um, Sticking, sticking your foot on someone's neck at the end of the game, and it's, you do that at the line. You mean other teams can't come back when you're knocking down all your free throws down the stretch? They're they're gonna be a tough team to beat, man. I I, I think you're gonna we're gonna be surprised that that team. Uh, well, we're not gonna be surprised how far they go in the in the tournament. I don't think, but uh, well, and then that's all contingent upon if we have a tournament. But <laughs> but but I think I think they have, have a tournament. Yeah, the NCAA is not losing that money two yeah. years in a row. Even if it's even if it's sixteen teams. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, some looking for tournament. I think the other conversation I wanted to get into this morning is who's the best women's team, and 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 I think it's obvious who they are. This is where I get my revenge back, uh, Kendrick. May I have a <laughs> may I, may I have another question for Kendrick? Okay. okay. Let's see. Let's see where this question goes. We'll be back with more Believe in the ACC. Hey, everybody, it's Lloyd Spence. And listen, with a new year comes tons of new big games in sports. Now, with big games, you need big stakes. And Kansas City Stakes has the cuts you crave to celebrate the playoffs and the big game. So visit KansasCityStakes.com slash game day and save up to $25 on combos perfect for game day. Plus, you get free shipping with the code BELIEVE. That's B-L-E-A-V. And you get that at the checkout. You can try out the snack pack combos featuring small plates with big flavors like the mini beef welded steak burger sliders or the mac and cheese melt or the shrimp wrapped in bacon. Oh my God, that sounds so good. Every order is flash frozen and delivered directly to your home and satisfaction is guaranteed or your money back. So basically every cut of steak imaginable plus appetizers, desserts, barbecue, and so much more. Again, go to KansasCitySteaks.com slash game day and use the code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-B at the checkout for free shipping. Kansas City Steaks, big games, big taste. Hey guys, it's a new year and every day is a fresh start for you to just live. Travis Pastrana here to tell you exactly why I teamed up with Clay Thompson, Alex Morgan, and Paul Rodriguez to launch our new wellness brand, Just Live. As professional athletes, we put ourselves through a lot, physically and mentally. So we found a Just Live around all natural THC-free CBD products. Being from the East Coast, I was pretty skeptical about CBD products, but as an athlete, it's easy to see when something works. And when my dad was at wit's end, living in a fog of painkillers, severe lack of sleep, numerous surgeries later, I recommended he try CBD. It allowed him to get an extra couple hours of sleep and it made all the difference to get my dad back on his feet. So don't go another day with pain, inflammation, or lack of sleep. I recommend trying Just Live today. 
These are products we fully trust and stand behind because we want you to be able to go out and just live. So get 20% off your order with code armchair at justlive.com. That's 20% off at justlive.com with the code armchair. What do you live for? And now more with Believe in the ACC. Uh-huh. Uh, what happened the other night when my lady Seminoles came to Louisville? <laughs> Thank you, Charlie, for asking uh, Your Louisville Cardinals, could you please share them because I missed the game? <laughs> <laughs> well, part of it, in, in Florida State's defense, they hadn't played a game since New Year's Eve. Right. And I think they only played like eight eight or nine players in that game on Sunday. So there's that. But this little team, when they get hot from three, there's nothing you can do. Because they, yeah. they have they can spread it out and then they've got a they've got like three bigs that they can rotate in the middle that are that are all good. I mean, this is the best Louisville team from top to bottom, top to bottom yeah. that they've ever had. And and I mean, Dana Evans, who's their All-American, she only scored 12 points in that game. And, and, and I think she hit a three late to get to 12. She had eight assists. But, I mean, they have this uh, freshman, Haley Van Lith. She uh, she was a highly touted freshman. She grew up on the West Coast. She was friends with Kobe and Gigi. And they would go – they were going to see her play when she was in high school. It gives you an idea of how good this girl is. She had, she had 15 points. At one point, she was three for three from three. Then Kiana Smith, she led the team in scoring off the bench with 16. And so that that Louisville, the Louisville team is just that good. It's going to be interesting when they play NC State because Louisville's number one and NC State's number two in the country. They were actually supposed to play on Sunday. That game, NC State had protocol issues. That's why Louisville played Florida State on Sunday. But – that's the game that you know, I think you're going to determine who's the best in the ACC. That game's supposed to be here, so whenever they do play it, if they play it, that's going to be that's going to be determined who's the best in the ACC. And right now, who's the best in the country because they're one and two in the country right now. Well, you know that's where we were headed. Uh, the best women's team in the ACC currently is Louisville, but you might be able to make a case for that uh, the gap between the best women's team and the next best women's team is not that wide of a gap. NC State and Louisville are right there together, and they both look really, really, really good. They and Louisville, look really, really Louisville good. got a tough matchup on Thursday night when they play Syracuse here. Because Last I looked, Syracuse was 24. I don't know if they moved up in this week's ring. Yeah. Syracuse has always given Louisville problems in the past. And their games, for some reason, they're playing a – Playing at nine o'clock. I don't know why the ACC network's doing that, but <laughs> so that'll be a game to watch on Thursday night. You said it's nine o'clock and they're in Louisville? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, uh, Eastern. Oh, yeah, it's just a late game. <laughs> yeah. That's a tough one. Yeah, that is a tough one. I'm not sure. That, yeah, I'm with you. I'm not sure why they're doing that. Um, what do you guys – so what do you guys think about an ACC champion in men's and women's potentially coming out? I mean, I think the ACC could legit crown a national champion from both men and women's teams. Uh, well, definitely <clears throat> definitely the women. Um, the men is going to be tough. Uh, you got Gonzaga and Baylor. 
uh, who are two legit teams. And, okay, we say that every year about Gonzaga, but uh, but at some point, okay, Gonzaga, Lake Gonzaga is beating people this year. But we again, we say that every year about Gonzaga. Like every they've been in competition this year. In years past, they weren't playing anybody. This year, they're beating people. <laughs> they're okay. beating competition this year because I, I think it's I think it's Gonzaga and Baylor, and then every, you can throw everybody else in the bag. Yeah, I, and see, and see, I don't want to be Notre Dame again. <laughs> you know what I'm I, I've been Notre Dame by Gonzaga several times. But I'm just saying, I mean, they've had teams, uh, very good teams over the years. And, uh, you know, it's, and I, this one thing I tell my kids, it's hard, you know, to win. And so to poo-poo on, you know, get an opportunity to go and be in the final four, you know, again, like in Zaga, you know, they've been there a couple of times and they've gotten to a point where they've made it to the lead eight. Um, and they've had great teams, uh, you don't know, you know, especially injuries. You play another team that's hot, especially in a one-and-done type situation. Those types of things can happen. Um, and winning a championship is not easy. Right. I mean, you know, it's not just something you can have a great team and you come up against another great team, and it can be a two-point game, and it comes down to a missed shot. Um, and so we've seen that type of uh, thing happen. But the key, for, the key is, is uh, something that you know, you know, I, I know we've been a part of uh, as a t- not me, I mean me personally, uh, but as a university, you know, the more times you give yourself an opportunity, at some point in time, you got to break through. Yeah. And so you know, they've been in that conversation t- year after year after year, and they built up. Where now I think they've had, you know, Jalen Suggs is like their first five star that they've recruited from high school. And so they're starting to get those types of players from high school. Normally they built their teams off of transfers and some other guys that they built from the program. And so this year they, they have a different type of team. They have a good mixture of transfers, they have a great freshman. And they some guys has been in the program for you know three or four years or however long it's been, and so I think this team may be different. Um, they're playing that way, and I'm just gonna let you know it is hard when you have a very talented team. Even though they're coachable, it is hard playing, getting up and playing teams that you know you're better than. Um, and so they've done a great job of getting up each and every game, playing the same way, playing a certain way. And the games have, you know, as I tell my players, you know, the effort that you put in is going to be reflected on the scoreboard. And so regardless if you're playing a, a bad team or a team that you're better than, it's going to reflect on the scoreboard if you play hard and play well. If you're playing against a team that's the same, very similar to you, then the game's going to be very competitive. And you got to make more plays uh, when it's all said and done, and it will, res- you know, it will reflect on the scoreboard the type of team that you're playing. And so, I just think Gonzaga's giving themselves an opportunity to be in that mix at the end by the way they're playing right now. Do you see that championship formula in any of the men's and women's teams in the ACC as well? Well, the one thing that that I know. 
helps is depth. If you have a team that mm-hmm. is playing, you're playing seven to eight guys and then nine, ten, you're not really sure about, they're not really getting any experience or you kind of, there's a big drop off. Uh, that's kind of where the teams are separated because if you get one injury um, to one of your top tier, or one of your top players, now you got to go to another guy and he may not be in the same caliber. And so I think that's uh, the formula uh, for a championship team. Of course, you got to have a great defense, but you also got to have guys that can make shots, big shots, be a playmaker when you need it. And so, um, you know, when you start talking about championship quality teams, I mean, let's look at all the champions. <laughs> we just saw, we just saw Alabama. Alabama. Yeah. They had talent. But they had playmakers, guys that made plays on both sides of the football. Um, and that's the reason why they dominated every, everyone uh, this year. And so you just go back and start thinking about all the uh, champions. Some of them may not have, you know, all the talent. They might not have the true depth, but they stayed healthy. And they made plays when they needed to make plays, like Virginia, when they won the championship. Um, they may have played eight guys. But those eight guys understood and knew what they wanted to do. And when it was all said and done, they made plays when they needed them. I wanted to throw this out to both of you because this appears. Now, we're still – well, I say we're early, but we're really not early. We kind of get into that, okay, time is running out phase of the year. Is this going to be the year where we see a, 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 a NCAA tournament – that does not include Duke, North Carolina, and I know this is the ACC show, but also Kentucky. Is this is this the year? Because it doesn't look good for those three teams. I kind of feel like Duke is going to get in there. Okay. I do kind of feel like Duke's going to make it in there. Kentucky, I mean, they're under 500 right now. And so they're under 500 and losing to teams that they – normally don't lose to and they've got all kind of struggles going on and I don't know about Kentucky then Carolina I was surprised I, I, I can't say I was surprised that they were ranked in the top 25 when the season started but with the season they had last year then they lost their best player coming into after last season and for them to come in ranked was kind of typical but I mean come on now so I don't know about Carolina. I kind of feel like Duke's going to make it, and then I'm not very confident in Kentucky making it this year. Duke's not horrible. No, they're, they're just not, not the good. normal Duke. Yeah. North Carolina's not bad. Yeah. Oh, think, yeah. Overall, yeah. I think they, have a, they may have an identity issue, meaning they're they're playing two bigs, um, you know, on the floor, and so they're trying to get that deal worked out. Um, because I guess they need to play two. Those two guys are pretty good. Um, so they're just working to try to, you know, learn how to play with two bigs on the floor. Uh, but they, I, I mean, after they played Florida State, I thought uh, their guards, you know, shot it well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's, um, I just know the numbers. Number two, I think it's Love. Mm-hmm. And then number 24, the true freshman. Um, whenever he got his feet still, he was he was money, and so I, I think, and, and then the Harris kid that came off the bench, who had the ACL uh, tears, you know, last couple of years or whatever, you know, I thought he gave him some great energy. So 
It's not because it's a lack of talent. Um, I think they're still just trying to figure it out how to play with one another mm-hmm. as, as a group. And so it, it, I say it's early. It's still early. We're in the middle of the season. But they still <laughs> have a few more games, a few more, you know, barring no postponements and those types of things. Um, they could make, you know, make noise in the tournament if there is a tournament. Um, you know, ACC tournament, but I think uh, Duke and North Carolina potentially could make it if they can. I know North Carolina, if they can get some consistency. And the other thing is, they're playing with young guards. When you're playing with young point guards or young guards, you're going to have the ups and downs and the ebbs and flows because they're still trying to figure it out. And so that's why having experienced guards, you know, normally give it will give you a chance to be successful. And the teams that normally win, you know, in the tournament have experienced guards. Guard. <laughs> yeah, you got to have that. I, and that's I, why it was hurt, hurt in Kentucky, too, is like their starting point guard is technically a senior in high school. He, you know, he reclassified. And that's kind of hurting him. He's he's I was telling Lloyd last night, he's the one guy on the team that you can look at and see that he has improved as the season has gone on. Mm-hmm. But uh that they, they they struggle so bad on offense. Kentucky defensively, they're underrated, which is weird because they're always good defensively, but people just look at their record and see how they're how they're struggling. But they're defensively, they're fine. They just can't score. It's and they've got the number one recruiting class in the country last season and they can't score. And there's a lot of, there's some rotation issues that they need to figure out. It's, uh, it hasn't been, I'll be honest, flat out honest. This has not been the best coaching year by John Calipari. And so I, I'm not confident they're going to make it Duke and Carolina. I kind of feel like they're going to make it, but Kentucky, I, I, I'm not confident. I think the hardest part of the whole thing for for them, for Duke, North Carolina, Kentucky, and really everybody, is that the stuff that happens in a loss, you can't really go work it out like you normally would. Like normally you'd go back on the court and you'd say, okay, let's walk through this and figure out where we made these mistakes and how we did it. Well, you don't get that. You got film. And so now you got to trust that what you talked about in a film session or on a Zoom call is enough to carry over to the next game. And that's really challenging because that's not how most, that's not how we learn the game of basketball. That's not how it was taught to us. It was taught through actual movement and motion and, and understanding and placement and seeing, literally seeing the angle on the court, you know, in a walkthrough of a practice. And you can't do that now. So that's why I think experienced teams have a major advantage. I, I would that's agree part of the problem yeah. for Kentucky too, because they're so young. They need that face-to-face, you know, that standard practice that really? you usually have, and they're not getting that. And I, I think that's why another reason why I think Gonzaga's experience is, is probably um, as big of an advantage as anything for them this year. Because you don't have that reference point to go back to. This is like this game last year or the year before, whatever. We don't have that. You just said, like, Kentucky, they're starting a young player. I think North Carolina's got a couple of young players in Duke, right? So how do you – 
They don't have a reference point. They can't go back to their high school game and say it's just like that. It's not like that. It's, you've never seen a lot of this stuff before. So you're trying to learn all this stuff on the fly. It's it's incredibly difficult. So I I, I tend to think Mike Krzyzewski is, 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 to me, is arguably the best coach in, in the country. And he's smart enough to figure it out. So somehow he'll figure it out. Um, well, we will see. Yeah. Calipari is the same way. Uh, He's a very good coach. Um, And, you know, this is something that, you know, I've been wrestling with, you know, as well. A lot of times, you know, when I was. How are you figuring it out? What are you doing that's different? (laughs) I'm just saying, you know, at one point during my coaching career when I was coaching football, you know, I felt like I was a terrible football coach because my record was bad. but a lot of times it's about the culture, it's about the chemistry, it's about the support. There's a lot of things that go into, you know, the success of a team. And, you know, by the time I felt like I was starting to figure it out, I moved on to basketball. And, um, and you know, two years ago, I had a young team, very young. Um, these guys who are seniors now were sophomores, uh, the guys who were juniors or freshmen. And then the guys who were sophomores were like eighth graders. And so um, that, that, that played. And so we went through our ebbs and flows, our ups and downs and our frustrations and our success and all, you know, all the different things. We went through all of that because they were just young and they didn't really know how to play, you know, how to go, you know, just the particulars of what it takes to win. And so we did, we ended up winning you know, games and got all the way to the regional finals and lost to a veteran team. Um, But two years later, we're in a point now where, you know, I don't mind taking this team to play anyone because they've been through those tough spots. They understand how to play the game. Uh, They understand the system, what we're trying to get accomplished. And so I think it's just important and it's a good mix, you know, Um, and I think that's something uh, Gonzaga has they ha- they have a good mix now. If they yeah. had Jalen Suggs and another young uh, guard that just came in, they would probably struggle. Even though he's talented and those types of things, they're just things that you have to work out when you're young um, and, and you have to experience. But when you have veterans around you, they can kind of take up some of that slack, and you can use your ability uh, to help overcome some of the youth mistakes that you're going to make. A um, couple of other quick stories and, and things to talk about. Uh, as you saw, I don't know if you guys saw that Travis Etienne officially declared for the NFL draft. So, um, so wasn't it time? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I thought that too. I thought it was a senior. No, well, I mean, you still have to declare technically. You still have to say I'm going. So he did it, and there you go. What yeah, because I saw that story. I was like, I thought he was a senior anyway. Right. <laughs> it was a story in the sense of shocking or like, because of course he was going to declare for the draft. He's a senior. He graduated. It's over. <laughs> do like he started coming back to Clemson. But you never know at Clemson. Well, that's true. <laughs> that's, that's you know what? That is very true. That is very true. But he, I think he's starting to move on. But your thoughts on his his Clemson career and your thoughts on where do you think he 
will get drafted at? Do you work round where, you know, what, what's a good fit? Where would you like to see them at? Either one of you can go first. It doesn't matter to me. I, I, I think he, you know, second, second or third round uh, back. I mean, I think he's probably whoever gets him, uh, he'll be a good three down guy at some point. Uh, but I could see him being a third down back for, you know, a very good team. Mm. Um, and he's improved. He pro- improved his overall game last year. And I think that's one of the reasons why he came back uh, was to improve, you know, in the passing game. And they used him in the passing game a lot. Um, I think down the stretch – this year, he started to uh, have some some health issues, uh, and I think that hampered uh, him. He, they didn't really say much about it, but you know, in the last game, they were doing a lot of stretching, and you know, I don't know what it was that was going on, but you could see things started to kind of break down um, the latter part of the year for him. I'm not saying that it affected his game, but you can start to see it a little bit, and so. Um, I thought they did a good job of, you know, giving them rest and substituting, you know, other guys in and not playing them a lot. Uh, but they used them in the passing game a lot this year. Yeah. And, uh, of course, he was effective. But I think that'll, that'll be something he'll probably start out doing. Um, I know Pittsburgh are definitely using him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what they're drafting, but they can definitely use a guy like him. <laughs> right, That's a really good spot for him. I didn't, th- I, I did not think about Pittsburgh. That was not the name I was, the team I was going for. But that's a good spot. Okay. Well, they definitely need running help, and and they probably need a quarterback too. I wouldn't be surprised if Big Ben does go ahead and hang it up. I think. I, I mean, I he's so good in the passing game with the way the NFL is going right now. I he could. I think he'll go second round. He could sneak into the bottom of the first round just because of the way the NFL is going, using the running backs in the passing game so much. Look at Alvin Kamara. Yeah. And so, yeah, I think he's I think he's going to be an excellent NFL back and yeah. just because he's so good in the passing game. I could see him being like a Alvin Kamara. Yeah. You know, over the years, he's uh, bulked up a little bit. He's worked on his balance, and, you know, you can see it. Um, and I think that's something ETN will probably – eventually do because it seems like he's very uh, thorough in his approach, uh, you know, trying to figure out how he can get better each and every year. Um, and I'm sure he will, you know, mature a little bit when it comes to his body um, and understand how to run and those types of things. Um, but I could see him being like an Alva Kamara, you know, starting out being one way and then eventually over the course of time, you know, being – uh, an ever down, ever down back. Mm. I I think uh, what you said about him keeping his health at a at a high level, I think is going to be critical. Because I am concerned that he was not a hundred percent this year. Because in the middle of the year, it seemed like they made a conscious effort to pull back on his productivity like they said okay we're not going we, we can't run him every play we can't put that pressure even in moments where they needed him to be 
and they didn't do it. And I'm saying, okay, something's not quite right. But uh, having said that, I'm a fan of Travis Etienne. I, I really like the kid. Uh, I love his uh, intelligence toward the position. And he feels like a very coachable kid. Mm-hmm. Which is why when you said Pittsburgh, I was like, that would actually be a really good fit. Uh, for me, I was thinking like Buffalo, like late late round Buffalo Bills pick. You, they catch him on the backside of the first or the backside of the second. Uh, I thought that'd be a really nice change of pace uh, safety net for Josh Allen uh, or maybe even a Lamar Jackson because he needs help in that short passing game as well uh and he would take a lot and with them letting um uh mark ingram go now uh dobbins doesn't need to carry the full load they still i think there's yeah, edwards too though yeah they do but i but edwards to me is not what etn would be like i like etn coming out of the backfield catching the ball way more than i like edwards to me is a bruiser and and when i want to beat you up i'm going to use edwards you know what I mean? With Dobbins, I can do a little bit of both. But if I get an ETN, now I, I can put even more pressure on you. Because, again, we and you, we've talked about this before, Kendrick. Lamar's biggest problem is he has nobody else to give the ball to. <laughs> if, if Dobbins doesn't do it and Mark Andrews doesn't catch it and uh, uh, what's the receiver? Um, Brown, Hollywood, Hollywood Brown, Brown beat the double team, that's pretty much it. He's stuck. So somewhere like that where he can come in and just make a real instant contribution, I think would be really, really good. But a solid career, man, almost what, seven, almost 7,000 yards? Yeah. Uh, I mean, he's it's just a solid, solid player. Also, we got some really good news yesterday, and I, I was really excited about this. Uh, Justin Ross is going to come back to Clemson. Uh, you know, he had that spinal condition and was out for the season, uh, had that uh, – congenital fusion to his spine, which is always, you know, an unnerving kind of situation. But uh, he looks to be, you know, all, all reports are saying he looks to be back to himself and healthy. And so hopefully he can come back. And that's a that's a really big plus for Clemson because the DJ, uh, I'm not going to try. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Just DJ. DJ's good DJ. enough. It would be nice. <clears throat> it'd be nice for him to have a solid um receiver like that uh to throw to because Ross was my guy his freshman year, he was ridiculous. So um I I'd love to see the kid come back healthy and ready to uh make a strong contribution. Um so what do you guys think about Justin Ross coming back or being healthy or I'm just happy the kid's healthy. Yeah. Right. First and foremost, I'm just happy to see him healthy. And I mean, it's just just another example of with him coming back. It's just Clemson's just reloading. <laughs> I mean, Clemson's going to be right back there again next year. And like with, like you said, with DJ, I mean, I mean, they kid came in and threw for 400 yards against Notre Dame. They lost that game. It wasn't because of him. <laughs> so, it definitely wasn't because of him. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, Clemson's just going to be reloaded again. Yeah. Um. Any other ACC news I'm missing, fellas? Anything of interest? Any breaking news coming out of Louisville, Kendrick? Yeah, the day's still young, you know, around here. <laughs> I 
always seems like it's something going on. I know it, man. I know it. Um, it's, it's quiet for now. All right. Uh, you got a big day, senior day coming up, Charlie. So uh, we're excited for you, man. Uh, yes. Uh, I'm very excited about honoring our seniors. We have four uh, seniors. Makai Willis, um, who will be attending Fairfield University next year. Um, Kai Farland, who is uh, also a senior that will right now he's trying to decide or teams or schools are looking at him. Um, Latavius Brown, who's been in the program for four years or so. Uh, and then uh, Javian Mosley, uh, who will be attending Mercer University next year. So uh, we have a good group. Um, you know, we've come a long ways with them. Um, and hopefully, you know, when they leave our program, they'll be prepared and ready to uh, play college ball, which I, I know they will um, in some form or fashion. Um, but they'll just have to, you know, continue and grow. But they've uh, made a concept this year as seniors to make this the best year. Uh, they provide a great leadership in a lot of different ways. Uh, and so I'm just happy uh, that we get an opportunity to honor them tonight um, because, as we know, we're not sure what games in the future. We had it scheduled for later. Yeah. Uh, but then we, we moved it up because at this juncture, we don't know. You know? Oh, I know what I forgot. I knew – I kept thinking in my head, I'm forgetting something, I'm forgetting something because of, it just, I just remembered. Uh, it appears one Florida State football – has found their starting quarterback. Who is that? Mr. Possibly, possibly, Mr. McKenzie Milton, who will be transferring in right. from UCL. So what are your thoughts on McKenzie Milton, who is, uh, when last seen, was leading a, a UCL team to undefeated regular seasons? Uh, well, we're definitely happy to have him. On campus, that's for sure. Um, and we know what he's capable of doing. The other draw, string, whatever you want to call it, mm. um, we don't know. I mean, he—he's been—he was injured, uh, definitely with a, a bad leg, and so uh, you know, a bad injury, and so now he's on his recovery. You know, and it's very similar to the Alex Smith type of situation. Um, you just don't know um, how the body's going to uh, respond to contact, to con you know consistent work, um, and so I just think it's important that um, you know we're happy to have him on campus and part of the team because we know what he's capable of doing. Uh, but the biggest key is how's his health going to be able to hold up under the duress. Um, after being out for a couple of, you know, a couple of years. And so I know, I think he did some scout team last year or something and got his feet wet in that sense. And I know he's running, uh, but it's a, it's a, it's a mental grind. A lot of people think, you know, it's, it's easy. Uh, but when you have an injury like that, it is a mental grind mm -hmm. over these last years just to get back healthy. Uh, and then, to get out there and start playing, you're always thinking about 
is going to happen again. Mm. And that's in the back of your mind. And you can you can perform and you can be your competitor and all those types of things. But, you know, I'm just sharing from a athletic standpoint, it is a mental grind when you've had an injury. Um, even if it's a minor injury, ankle, knee, whatever it may be, you're still trying to figure out, well, can I make this cut again? Because that's when I got hurt. Uh, and so it's that whole fight, inner, you know, deal that you have to deal with as well. But we're hoping, you know, that he will be able to help us, help our quarterback room uh, get over the top. Because, you know, if he is the starter or, or whatever, I'm sure they have a package for Jordan Travis uh, to where he can come in and, and, and make some plays uh, as well. I still think Jordan is a very good quarterback. If they can work, you know, to get him to a point where he understands where everyone is on the floor, on, on, on the court, I'm sorry, on the field and the offense in general, uh, because he can pass and run. Um, I think he just has to be confident in, in knowing and making those throws. I think that's the biggest difference between Mackenzie Milton and a Jordan Travis right now is Mackenzie Milton – you know, he's made he's been able to make those throws, you know, at UCF. Right. Guys open, knowing where to go with the football, all those types of things. And I think that's where Jordan has mature uh in his quarterback um career is throwing knowing how to throw guys open, making being accurate, you know, under the rest, and knowing where to go with the football when my number one and number two is not open. Yeah. Kendry, what are your thoughts on that? I, I, I was—I'll be honest with you, Charlie. Shocked that they went after him in the first place. Like I, like you know, you were early on in the process. You're early on in your tenure to bring a guy in that could potentially create a quarterback. I don't say controversy, but challenge. Like I don't know. To me, you. You got some good guys on the roster now, and and why not just stay the course? But but you said something just a minute ago that made it interesting for me. I love Kendrick to respond. You are putting a lot of experience in the room with him coming into the quarterback room now. So maybe that might be the thing that helps Jordan get to the next level because Milton comes in and gives him knowledge and accelerates. Because one thing that could really help is that in these COVID times, you got to figure out how to get football hours one way or another. And having somebody in the room with the knowledge is another way to do that. So, I don't know. Kid, what are your thoughts on that? I don't know because, I mean, I mean, Jordan, it's not like he's a freshman. He's in his third year of college. And so, <laughs> he's, yeah. got, he's got some, you know, some experience himself. I don't know. I'm surprised by it, too. But, I mean, I guess it's one of those things you can never have too much talent. And, and you know, they can they can make each other better. He can, having him in there and they, they can compete and the competition makes, you know, competition makes everyone better. So maybe having that competition in there will bring out the best in Jordan. And maybe that's what, maybe that's the move there. But I, I am kind of surprised to see them bring him in there because, I mean, yeah. I, I thought Jordan was fine last year. but I thought he was too, but, you know. <laughs> Uh, we, don't, we don't coach Florida State. <laughs> yeah. The other thing, I mean, I have a, this is not inside information. That, the other thing that possibly could happen or, or 
you know, they could be thinking about is, you know, they had three quarterbacks uh, last year. And then this year coming in, I'm not sure if they signed a guy, um, you know, this year so far. Um, and so having an extra guy to get four quarterbacks in a room and you have two uh, really true freshmen who have another year of eligibility because of, you know, this year. Right. Um, you know, one stayed hurt all year. He broke his collarbone, Purdy. And then the other one, uh, Rotomaker, uh, he's just young. I mean, I think he has some talent, but you can tell his body wasn't ready uh, for primetime action. And when they put him in, he just physically just wasn't able to, you know, do it. He's a smart player. Mm. He knows how to play the game. But I, one thing I I hope is that we get more Matt Jones-type players at that position. Mm. One thing that a lot of people, uh, you know, kind of miss is all these guys transferring – and I, I'm not saying that's bad because some of them, it works out for them. Um, but there's quite a few that they transfer and, you know, everyone wants to play. I I totally understand. I totally understand that, you know, and everyone wants to get an opportunity to play. And, of course, at quarterback, if you're not playing a two-system, if you're not playing a two-quarterback system, then one, only one guy's going to play. And if you're not willing to wait your time like Matt Jones, and that's why I'm so happy that he is like the poster child for, you know, being patient. Yeah. He had great talent. He could have easily done with the – there's a couple other uh, Bama quarterbacks who left before him. Very similar talent. Those guys went on to different places, ended up at different schools after they left. And he decided to just stick it out. You yeah. know, I'm not going to play. You know, I know I'm not going to play. Uh, but, uh, you know, you and the thing I always tell people, you never know. I think about Ward Dunn. Uh, my senior year, Ward was a four-string tailback during the summer. Wow. And one injury changed all of that. He went from fourth to the third uh, backup to where he was, you know, well, second. He went from fourth to second where with another guy. And once he got an op opportunity, he ended up being the number two guy, you know, after a court, couple of games. And so you never know, and that's why I tell kids, you never know when your opportunity is going to come. You just have to be prepared and ready for that opportunity by preparing yourself while you're waiting. Um, and, and a lot of times kids don't want to wait and I, that's their prerogative. You know, they can do whatever they want, but I just happened that Matt Jones decided to stick it out, wait his last two, one and a half years. He got an opportunity to play because of an injury did. Okay. You know, he was, he was solid yep. this year. He was off the charts and yep. now his draft stock probably has risen because of, his veteran, being a veteran, getting an opportunity to play. He sat and watched and lit and learned from some other guys who were very, very good. And now he's probably going to get an opportunity to be 
I wouldn't say a top, you know, first round pick. Possibly, right. maybe. I don't know, but he'll be a top, you know, two or three uh, court out of the quarterbacks, or maybe four quarterback, you know, chosen. Right. You think about him and Kyle Trask at Florida. They both, yes. you know, yeah. they waited their waited their time. Yeah. And they got their chance, and when they got their chance, they took advantage of it. And you got to apply both of those guys, and it's. It's weird because the argument you can see the argument on both sides because right. you look look at a guy like Justin Fields. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, he was at Georgia and he left and went to Ohio State and got his got his chance. But let's just I, say, let's just say, Kendrick, mm-hmm. he stayed at Georgia. Okay, mm-hmm. he he'd have played two years at Georgia. Right, right. Yeah, because Fromm right. left. Right, he, and he probably would have beaten out Fromm. Let's be honest with you. <laughs> yes, <laughs> next year he probably could have beat him out. Right. So, so, I mean, they'd have probably, you know, had the guts to replace him like Tua, you know, and Jalen Hurts, mm-hmm. you know, in the midst of the struggles that Fromm was going through, they would have probably put him in and then that would have been the end. Yeah. So that's, uh, that's what I'm saying. We don't know. Right. right. But it probably possibly could have happened if he would have just stayed uh, where he was, but he got an opportunity to play in two national championships or, I mean, and two CFPs. Yeah. And so, I mean, the rest is history. And now he's going to be one of the top quarterbacks drafted this year. So, but I, mean, you, but I, I, think a, I think you make a great point, Charlie. Yeah. I, it's, it's, it's hard to deny, to know what's the best path. And everybody's got to figure out what their path is. But there is a merit. In waiting, it is a merit in sitting and watching and learning and growing in a system. Because the rea- cause the reality is this: you gotta you gotta sit somewhere and learn something somewhere. Right some point, you gotta do it because that's how you get better. That's how you grow. And it very few people can walk off the street and be ready to go right off the top. You know, and that's that's just not how sports work. You know what I mean? It's just not when, you, especially when you start jumping levels of competition. You just most people don't walk in and they're ready to be great right off the top. So, uh, especially at that position, yeah, that's a hard, and that's, a hard, <laughs> that's, that's a hard position to just be like, okay, I'm I stepped off the street now I'm ready to be a superstar. No, you, you got some steps into this thing. There's levels to this. So, anyway, guys, but I always tell people. Whenever you make a decision, whatever decision it is, whether it's you're going to stay, whether you're going to go, whatever the case may be, you just have to be willing to live with the results. Whatever the results are, if you get an opportunity or you have to go keep going through this cycle where you're not happy, you're not happy, you're not happy, or you're happy and you're getting everything that you want, you desire, you just make a decision and you got to live with whatever the results are and make the best out of it. Yeah, so, you know that's what I tell people. I don't, I don't, you know. People say, "Well, was that a good decision?" That was his or her decision. They the one that got to live with it. And so right. you know, I can sit here and talk about it and analyze it and all that kind of stuff. But that is their decision, and they got to live with whatever the results are. That's not on me. Yeah. Well, there it is. There it is. There it is. Charlie Ward. Um, Deep thoughts by Charlie Ward. <laughs> Wise old Charlie Ward. Wise old Charlie Ward. <laughs> it's been a pleasure.
fun day, Kizzy. Thanks for pulling up on us, man. We really appreciate Always. it. And uh, Charlie, uh, much success to you and the team today as y'all go forth on Senior Day. Thank so, you. <laughs> all right, this is Believe in the ACC. And uh, we will uh, – actually, this one, uh, if you listen to the podcast, we actually recorded this one early in the day. So you're getting this one hot off the presses. So there you go. Uh, so it'll drop here in a couple hours uh, at noon if you're watching it on the web series. And so it'll drop at noon today. So have a great one. We appreciate each and every one of you for tuning in. We'll be back, uh, I guess, tomorrow, Charlie, or I guess we'll talk offline. Oh, yes. Okay. So we'll be back tomorrow. Do it all over again. All right, guys. Have a good one. See ya. See ya. You have been listening to Believe in the ACC with Charlie Ward and Lloyd Spence. You can tune in every Tuesday and Thursday on the Believe Podcast Network, Spotify, iTunes, and everywhere podcasts can be heard. You can also watch Charlie and Lloyd on Facebook, on the Noisemakers page, and on YouTube, on the Noise Media YouTube channel. Please like, subscribe, and follow on all our platforms. And we will keep taking you inside the ACC. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.